0: Hey, Brian. What's your update? My update (laughs) this week, um, I got a new spiral weekly planner from Witten Delight. I was thinking in my head as I saw advertisements on the internet, (laughs) what was Sid's planner going to be for 2020? You know what's so funny is that you know how long it took me to get a planner for 2019? I yeah. think it was like halfway through the year. It was right before I started my had fall to find, classes.
1: had to find the perfect one.
0: It was really, and and I, you know, unfortunately, this is going to be a share that I'm not proud of, but I rarely used it. And it was such a great planner. Oh, man. But it's habit forming, which is so funny because that's what Today's we're talking about okay. today. <laughs> but because I wasn't in the habit of using it, so I was like, why am I trying to implement a new planner When I utilize a planner day to day, it's just not like an open and shut, like vertical book style calendar. It's usually a flippable Mm -hmm. spiral calendar or planner and so I have one that I used to use and I was I loved it so much that I started recreating the grid that it came with on the back pages because the back page was all in a grid so it had lines on it so I could just custom recreate it and so I did that for the last year wow (laughs) so it's actually like a 2018 calendar that I just kept using by creating my own grid anyway I was like, I need to upgrade myself. This is kind of ridiculous. It's time. It was time. And I was running out of pages. And so (laughs) on a whim, because I also saw an ad for this planner, and I really like and Delight. So I was like, okay, I think it's time. I'm excited about this. It has what I need, so I'm going to just dig in. And so I bought it, and I'm really glad that I did because I love the layout. It's tearaway pages. There are split sections. It's really high quality. So I think I'm going to start using it as both, like, my weekly calendar that I use, like, that sits in front of my monitor, and also I'll take it with me home and put in, like, what's due when kind of stuff or when classes start. So I'm, I'm, like – utilizing it for more of my life than just the at work part of my life. I think that's going to be helpful for me.
1: Well, yeah, I think it needs to be all-encompassing, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly, because what I think I tried to do before was have two separate ones when I didn't really need Mm. the second one. I could have just used the other one, but it was so, like, janky and old that, you know, it was was a tough
1: look. when I transitioned to the having everything exist, I just, like, created different calendars in Mm. one calendar. Mm Mm-hmm. And then color code things. So helpful. Game changer. So helpful.
0: And I still do that. That's super helpful for the the screen portion of my life. But I love it. So there's, I'm going to tell you about some of the sections in case people would like to dig into that. I want to know. So there is a big picture section, which at first felt a little daunting because I was like, what is my big picture? Because, you know, I get into the weeds pretty quickly. But um, so for this week, I just wrote one day at a time da, da, da that's my big picture that's what I'm thinking about that's like what I'm going for love it. so that was helpful and then there's the bulleted home life section so I can say like what I'm working on at home or for me that might be like podcast or other stuff school whatever it is but there's a separate section for that which
1: I appreciate. is it like a scheduley thing or just like you list the things that you need like a to-do list you just
0: list it like a to-do list oh. but it separates it from work stuff which I like. And then there's a one thing for yourself section, which I haven't filled out. That's beautiful. Because it terrifies me. Because But it makes me, th- I see it every day. So I've been thinking about it, like, what is that one thing for myself? So I have been thinking about it a lot. I still haven't figured out what it is. The prompt is nice. The prompt is nice. So someday I will fill that out. But I really like that because it reminds us, like, okay, you have to do at least one thing for yourself. What is that going to be? Um, so I really like it so far. It's been it's been a good transition. It's exactly what I need. Unfortunately, right now, at the time, right now that we're recording, it's sold out. But they do expect it to be restocked soonish. So I think maybe by the time this episode comes out, then we're ready for it. It might be fully restocked. But I really like it. So that's my update. Um, that I have been enjoying a new planner, and I am ready for the new year.
1: I'm excited for you. Uh, just so everyone, because I'm curious. Yes. I want to link back to this. Uh, sh- it will be in show notes at queenspeaking.com slash 104. Yep. Um, I My update this week is going back to shouting out last week's episode. We talked about Bon Appetit as a brand that we love. We did. Um, and I d- literally <laughs> devoured an article that they shared um again we'll link to it in show notes because it is robust it was their readers quote keepers 67 recipes they'll keep coming back to tell me that the miso pasta was on it i think it was it had that is so good the bomb so good um there were a few on there which i was excited about that i have not made and by a few i mean like 90 of them <laughs> um but i it was exciting because it was like a whole host of stuff that some of which I've seen but haven't made. So it was like a reminder to bookmark it, put it on my meal prep Pinterest board. Nice. Um, because that's the process that I have for <laughs> re- keeping mem- uh, recipes. <laughs> Love it. Um, and so we have our food and wine pairing night with our friends. And I think I'm going to try the Better Than Takeout stir fried udon.
0: Ooh. Are you making the noodles? I don't know how to make udon noodles. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was part of the recipe. Anyway, I am still very no, you excited. Buy,
1: this is a... Uh, I don't think making Chinese noodles is the same process as, as Italian noodles. As Italian noodles. Isn't it like a
0: lot more physical?
1: I don't even know. Okay. <laughs> I can't even respond... We've gone down the whole.
0: I apologize.
1: <laughs> um, but udon noodles are usually in the freezer section or the pantry section. Oh, yes. guess I've never bought them. So, like, how you what like the miso ramen recipe mm-hmm. where you would just buy like regular ramen packets and then throw the the spice package away?
0: No, you buy ramen noodles. All right, <laughs> we're fully going. Down we got the off track. Hole. Anyway, I'm really excited about the better the takeout stir udon. <laughs> but this I will be, be buying great.
1: frozen udon noodles. Got it from Wegmans. I'm
0: excited. Either way, it uh, sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> but I can't wait. And they also had a GF carrot cake recipe. So I'm from make Claire
0: that... to Claire. Make it.
1: I think it was a Claire. But um, so good. I'm going
0: to make that for Dan. You can make that for us too if you want. I'll make it for everyone. I'm excited. Anyone can try. That sounds really good because I feel like this is the stuff that I need is new stuff that people have committed to like mm-hmm. things that I haven't thought about before besides like the miso pesto but there's a lot of recipes I probably have never seen that are doable for like a weeknight meal right and that I'd really like to add to my repertoire and the other thing is that it's extra word of mouth
1: because it's repeat customers yeah people that keep coming back to it
0: the keepers that's super smart mm-hmm. super duper smart Check that out. So truly, if, it, if you missed last week's episode, it's a doozy. <laughs> we did get really into our brands <laughs> and why we love them. <laughs> All right, Sid, what are we talking today? There is um, a video evidence of how jazzed I am about this week's topic. My lovely sister took an, a video of me talking about this topic because it just... It was epic. It was a lot of hands and it was a lot of voice and I stand by it. I was there for it. <laughs> you were there. Dan was too and he was shocked. I mean, and I I was, don't think he's witnessed you in that capacity. Like as excited as I got. Like there was a there was a flicker in my eye. I was not slowing down. You're changing changing your ways. I really I was so excited. So this episode is kind of based on an episode of NPR's Hidden Brain, so I don't know if anybody's heard of it or listened to it, but it is fantastic podcast and it gets into all of the like invisible ways of how and why we do the things that we do and it always is super impressive the production is fantastic it's really really good but th- this one episode dove into the how-tos of building and breaking habits and I was just fully in the entire time it was about 50 minutes and I was like just completely it's a great taken. morning listen it was yes absolutely Um, So today we're going to share kind of what stood out to us the most about the episode, but also what we're doing and have done in the past to build and break habits. So I'm excited because I really like the way that they talked about it Mm -hmm. and then thinking about, okay, how have I done this in the past and how do I want to do it going forward? There's a lot that we were able to take from this to apply to that concept. For sure. So we're doing it. Let's get into it. Let's do that. Our favorite tips from the episode. We're gonna start there. Um, one of the things that Dr. Wendy Wood talked about, and she was the she's a professor um, of psychology and business at USC, and so she was kind of the expert on that episode. And she talked about the concept of creating and removing friction. As a way of building and breaking habits. And that just really, I feel like I've talked about it nonstop since I listened to it because it just really, really stuck with me. And so instead, like, so you're trying to stop thinking of certain things at this point. For me, I'm trying to stop thinking of certain things as like what I do as good and bad, and instead just zero in on what I want to do more of and what I want to do less of. Because mm. I feel like thinking of things as good and bad is like, not the reinforcement that, like that I want. Adds to the uh, Stress. problematic situation that we're in. Exactly, exactly. So, and like thinking about how it makes me feel. So, removing or adding friction based on what I want to do is like really visual too. Ooh. And so it helps me actually see it. And I feel like I'm a fairly visual person. So, it helps me like check in with myself on the regular. So, just to explain, friction in this episode meant like what you're adding that gets in the way of the thing you want to stop or removing something that's getting in the way of the thing you want to start. So the friction is like, if you, so one of the examples Dr. Wood gave was, you know, are you like sleeping in your gym clothes to get to the mm-hmm. gym first thing in the morning? Like you're removing the friction that exists of you getting into the clothes that gets you to the gym. Yes. So that's what she meant by friction.
1: um I loved this and it made it so easy for me to understand what is actually getting in my way.
0: Yes. Because it's so visual, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you think about it that way, you're like, oh, all of these barriers are things that either I've created or have just created themselves, but are within my control. I instantly went into like, what are the things that I do naturally
1: and have like created habits that I'm happy with yeah, and why it's easier. And one of the automatic things I thought of was like trying to establish good eating habits. And one of the things that's helped hands down is the meal prep process that I go through. And I control my options by planning ahead. And grocery shopping against that list, yep. which helps avoid impulse purchases at the grocery store because girl loved a tossing of the Cheetos mm-hmm. in the grocery basket, but that's sure. not on the list. Um, and also with saving, just having everything automated. I don't have to think about it. It's out of my brain. Right. There's no. There's literally no friction at all.
0: Yeah, and that's what helps. That's why it all comes together. But how visual is that? Like it it's just, so helpful. Oh, I just was so obsessed. Um,
1: I also was really surprised to learn that willpower has the least to do with maintaining
0: habits. Isn't that crazy?
1: It actually blew my mind when she said it. I was like, like,
0: "You're lying. Get out of here." <laughs>
1: um, but I think the way that she framed it is about how the. The reason she gave some examples about like thinking about the people in your life that do all the great things that you want to achieve Mm -hmm. and how they actually go to achieve those things like getting up for the gym every day running 15 miles training for a marathon eating well like uh the example she gave was chris chris trager as as a fictional character from parks and rec so funny (laughs) so funny um but it's truly about automating something where you don't think you just do right going back to her I wore my gym clothes to
0: bed you just do it and you get up and you go you have no excuse you're not going to take off those clothes when you get up in the morning you would feel bad you would feel bad so you're removing a barrier to success (laughs) I just I was just so into this and we didn't want to do like a full recap of the episode you all can go and listen to it on your own it's a worthwhile listen it is because again Hidden Brains um production quality is also just very good. So they infuse other things that reinforced this topic in addition to the conversation with Dr. Wood. So I would fully encourage everyone to go and listen to it. But we want to talk about, okay, how are we breaking habits? What are we doing? And,
1: and what actually, like, the thing I always think about is listening to something like this and taking what we hear and actually executing it. Sure. Because, like, the idea that is like, like you, when we recorded the video of you. Yes. You know, the the hidden video. The hands Of, <laughs> of Sid getting into it. Where she's like, I'm doing this thing. I'm st- breaking these habits and here's how I'm doing it. Like, is it actionable?
0: Yes. Right. Exactly. Is it something that we don't have to just, to your point, just use willpower to do? Mm-hmm. Or is there something that we can put in place to stop us from doing a thing or a uh, uh, practice we change to make it harder to do a thing. Yeah. Right? So one of the things I think about is, are, am I trying to break all of my bad habits or all of my habits that I'd like to break at once? Am I trying to, like, put way too much on my plate? For me, that's never going to work. That's – I if I – Way I, too much pressure. Right. And if I am not held accountable in any way – then not only do I have way too much on my plate, then also nobody is checking me to see if I'm actually doing these things. So I'm like, why would I do this? I'm walking away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, that's one of the things that I'd really like to focus on is what is what is something that then also creates a path towards something else? So it doesn't have to be everything at once, but what are things that are kind of linked together Yes. that or again i can focus on one thing that might have like you talk about with the meal prepping you have a list you're not overspending you have a list you're not impulse buying like there's other things that shoot there's off There's so many factors from the one thing that you've tried to do so that's where i'm starting mm-hmm. is what's a one thing that also might have a byproduct of a couple other things yeah I'm living in this land
1: of thinking about friction again because I think it's such a visual thing of like mm-hmm. what's the roadblock what are the obstacles that are in my way and I really love the idea of building on to things that already exist in my routine nice um and I think one thing that I tend to like fall in and out of I know I've shared this before of like I stopped going to the gym had to get back I'm going to the gym. And so and especially after the holiday, like uh, where you get to sleep in every day. Every or you just don't day. have to set an alarm. Like maybe yeah. you
0: still wake up at seven thirty every day. Not me. <laughs> I was sleeping till ten every day. Wow. I know. I know. I'm I'm not proud of it, but I did do it. <laughs> I I like
1: physically can't like I think the latest I slept was nine AM one day and I was like, Whoa. Um but day, anyway. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm trying to break the habit of hitting snooze in the morning, so like, or turning off my alarm and then cozying back yeah. in, <laughs> um, which is related to building a, a positive habit, a positive experience of me wanting to continue to go to the gym as in often as I can right, in right, the right. morning. Um, and so I set out my gym clothes to make it easy. I think about the reward by telling myself that I will feel better if I get up and move, mm-hmm. and like what that it's like the constant. Once you have an experience of it, I think it's helpful to remind yourself of, like, you feel great when you go to the gym. Mm -hmm. So, or, like, you feel stress relief. Or this will set, you know, a good flow for your day because you're up and you're moving. Right. And just go. Yeah. Once I'm up, I'm up. And sometimes it's that, like, weird balance where, like, sometimes you wake up in the morning, like, wait a little too far before your alarm mm-hmm. but it's like 6 a.m and you're like well i don't usually wake up at 6 a.m right so you have a choice but i wake up at six forty. why wouldn't i just get up and go
0: but see i'm like i have 40 more minutes yeah which is the
1: problem and then you fall back asleep and then you can't get up then you don't go to the gym you're even groggier and then you feel bad and then you feel bad about yourself so so
0: <laughs> and i will say like when you talk about laying your gym clothes out I found that like so my gym clothes are really accessible. They're in the all in the same place of my drawer. Mm -hmm. And I have to have to actually physically take them out and put them on top of my dresser. Because if I don't do that, even though they're literally inches away, you don't even think about it. Right, right. Because they're in the same place that they're supposed to be. I've laid them out the night before. I know I've done that work. So why would I not just go? Yeah. Why would I not just do it? I totally, totally agree. So um,
1: the other thing that I thought about um, is that's actually made my life a lot easier in the morning is doing the same process every mm-hmm. day for like the out of the shower, like the way. In oh, I which have to do that. I like take off my makeup or like wash my face, then put on my lotion, and there's like a flow. At which I do each of the steps. You're doing them every single day. Like right. there's so many things that we as women do right. to get ready in the morning, and like I'm not going to mix it up by all of a sudden blow drying my hair first.
0: Exactly. Well, and I'll tell you. So this is funny and sad all at the same time. I once took a a day off work because. I was obviously, like, running toward a brick wall, like, I think I needed a break, but what triggered it, like, I was fully on time, I was getting ready for work, I was doing it, but I messed up my flow, I did something out of order, and it broke me, like, I started crying, (laughs) I was like, I'm not going to work today. I cannot do this today. And it's so funny because like that one thing that I was so used to doing in a certain order. It'll offset your whole flow. Oh my gosh. And I was like, wow, you are really tired. And wow, you really need a break. Like that's what it showed me, but it took just one thing out of order to like really set things off. Yeah. There might be another layer there. (laughs) There's something else at play. That's a topic for another day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also think about habits that we want to break that like it doesn't necessarily fit into this but I pick my cuticle sometimes and it drives me crazy but I can't stop
0: yeah
1: um and I feel like in this way I'm I'm not totally sure what makes the most sense in as it relates like there's no friction right so it's more about recognizing when I'm doing it and shifting my focus to something else but do you
0: do it when you have a manicure too mm -hmm. because that's what always stops me
1: it's dry skin
0: Oh. I don't like
1: when there's, like, a dry bit. And Why don't you put so beautiful I just, stuff on My sister got me some for Christmas.
0: Are you going to start?
1: We're going to try it. Okay. <laughs> um, but lotion is important. Mm-hmm. It's, like, my chapstick habit. My
0: a giant chapstick <laughs> Again, we got a lot of problems. <laughs> so, we both do, obviously. Anyway,
1: <laughs> um, I think the thing there is, like, recognizing when it's happening and saying, like, I've heard the tip of like actively saying out loud stop mm. probably not appropriate in social in a, situations in an open
0: work environment <laughs> but there's like
1: a, a rubber band snapping where like mm-hmm. you're doing the thing snap the rubber band so you your body recognizes like, when you do it and right. stop the thing um, and I think it's interesting because they talked about an experiment in the episode about um, mm-hmm. the popcorn eating yeah. and how people who eat popcorn whether it's you know uh, a fresh bag or a stale bag, the people who eat it. And you talked about this in your video. This what I was really excited
0: about because <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. And
1: eating, instead eating with your left hand and being much more conscious about what you're doing and the action that you're taking. And I think that that's just an interesting of like when you're out, sometimes shaking up the routine is mm-hmm. actually really helpful to like figure out where you do need to make change. Absolutely. And that to me sounds like a helpful way of recognizing like acknowledging is this a positive thing that I'm doing and want to continue doing or how do I need to shake this up
0: to to restructure well and that's certain activities in my life exactly and like she talked about Dr. Wood talked about like driving home like when you're driving you don't think about it you just go and when you're eating you just just use the hand your dominant hand and you eat Mm -hmm. but if you actively are thinking about a thing and you're changing the way that you always do it then you have to be aware of it and I think that's what got me super excited so I appreciate the like trying to stop the habit of picking your cuticles by like snapping a rubber band so it like brings you back to that moment where usually we're just full-on autopilot all the time Mm -hmm. with stuff that's already been streamlined into our the way that we do things so we have to create the friction is creating something that snaps you into the moment that you're in right versus just going about your day so i like it nailed it got them uh for me also just the last thing on how to think about breaking habits is i think i just have to take it seriously (laughs) I have to be better about taking it seriously. I think it is really easy for me to get excited about a new habit I want to start that seemingly will make my life better. But the thing I want to break, I don't see it as making my life better. I see Mm -hmm. it as taking something away from myself the way I saw budgeting. For sure. Like, I am taking things away from myself, which I don't want to do and I'm not excited about. And so I need to switch my mindset. But I also just have to be like, you're committing to this. You have to be a grown up and take it seriously.
1: And I think the two go
0: really hand in hand because a lot of times when we're
1: trying to shift the way that we do things, mm-hmm. you have to stop doing another thing right.
0: and replace it with another with thing. With something else. And that's like, I think, I've t- I might have talked about this on here before, but so often I, I, I think more and more about like we don't really make change until we feel like absolute garbage about the thing that we want to change like you're it's so like tired <laughs> right like you're so tired of being late all the time and being the person that's always late that you just feel so bad that you just make the change or for mm-hmm. me it's like there's a point where I've just eaten too much cheese. Like, I've just hit the wall. I think it was, like, on vacation or something. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I've never gotten to that point ever. And now I'm there. And I feel awful. <laughs> and it sucks. But you're like, why do we have to get all the way there before we decide to make a change? But sometimes that's how it goes. Sometimes it's just, you know, what needs to happen. But I'm also trying to be like, how do we not get to, like, ground zero yeah. before wanting to make a some kind of a change that helps us feel better. So that's that. Let's talk about building habits. Exciting. (laughs) We're doing it. Um, I have a lot of questions. So for me, (laughs) this was thinking about like, what am I asking myself in the process of building habits? Again, how are we making it actionable? Right, exactly, exactly. Like, what are we putting in place to move us forward, to Mm -hmm. motivate us forward? So how are we making the habits we want to add a more streamlined part of our day? Mm -hmm. How are we doing that? How are we thinking through asking ourselves that question? And are we being realistic about what we can accomplish? I think that's another huge one that we sometimes overlook. Oh, yeah. Because we've done it before, maybe, but that was a different time in a different body. (laughs) That I was able to do a thing. Like, I ran a half marathon. I'm never going to run a half marathon again. But you did it. But I did it. And I think if I was to tell myself today, like, let's go run that half marathon again, my body would be like, never do that to me ever again. But you also
1: can't go out. Just because you ran one one time doesn't mean that you can immediately go run 13 point whatever
0: miles right now. And nor do I want to. I need to get to, like, the heart of, like, why that thing and what does that thing represent? Mm-hmm. Is it an overall fitness thing? Is it a losing weight thing? Is it getting outside more? <laughs> like what is what is the yeah, reason the that re- I've gone to that place and doing the work to kind of figure that out. So that being realistic thing. And then in the episode they talked about a reward system that's immediate, mm-hmm. which is the opposite. It's like what you talk about with willpower. Like they said that that's the least effective way to build a habit. I thought that a Uh, like a long-term reward system like at the very end of the road was the way it should work and they were like no the reward system should be immediate like you should get the thing that you want after doing the thing that you've accomplished it should not be delayed in any way Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was like really shocking Cause it's I like, was like, you went to
1: the the dentist. Here's a sucker. Exactly. <laughs> here's your
0: sugar free. We'll see you here sucker. again six months. <laughs> but I like that made me think of things differently. Okay, like so, what are my the habits that I want to build, and what are the reward systems that can immediately take place, and not just like you know the great feeling you get after going to the gym, but like what's a thing I can do? This was hard for me to to grapple with,
1: like on a personal level, where yeah. I was like, what. How do I want to reward myself with the things that are actually quite challenging? and um, I think that's an important thing to actually sit with. Mm-hmm. and also, it was helpful for me to think about like the habits that I have established what how how does the reward fit into that or and and does it fade away over time, which in certain cases it does right once you've figured out the the thing that works for you you may be able to lessen, like it doesn't have to be every time because once the habit is then a routine. Right. Then you don't need the you reward. You don't think about it anymore. Right, exactly. Um, But I can't figure out what the reward would be for eating well because
0: I like eating cheese the food.
1: is rewarding in and of itself because you get the serotonin boost and the dopamine. And you feel good. How do we break the habit of eating cheese?
0: I feel like we just have to come to terms with that's a thing that we like – It makes us feel good. It doesn't make us feel like garbage. It actually doesn't make me feel great. Oh. A hundred percent of the (laughs) time. For the most part for me, barring ricotta, (laughs) (laughs) I don't get heavily affected (laughs) by a cheese intake. Ricotta, on the other hand, totally different story. But that's so interesting because you're right. Like, how do you – and that's why I want to stay away from words like good and bad Mm -hmm. because I don't think of that as a, a bad habit. I think of that as a thing that, like, If I change it, will I feel better? So, do I just curb it versus end it? Yes. So, we have to be like, again, realistic about like, what are we trying to accomplish? And how do the habits we want to build and habits we want to break go hand in hand? Yes. So, like, what are we replacing cheese with? Another equally as delicious thing that might not make our bellies feel as bad. Or maybe like (laughs) a third amount of the cheese as we currently consume. That's a good point as well. Like, not even having it. Maybe it's just portion control. That's how we solve everything is portion control. (laughs) Uh, I like to think about considering environment. So I keep reading like the cliche quote of like when a plant doesn't grow in its environment, you don't just throw away the plant, you change its environment. Like I've seen that so many times. (laughs) But it makes sense. And I think it goes back to, like, the productivity environment episode that we did yeah. and, like, where are you and who are you surrounded by and what factors are in place in your environment that make you successful at the thing you want to get more successful at. And if you're not being successful and, you, and you've and you tried everything, look at your environment and figure out, like, am I in a place or am I... Am I around people that are not allowing me to build the good habit or build the habit that I'd like to build? Mm -hmm. Like you have to look outward after you look inward. Those things may be the obstacles. Exactly. And I think those are sometimes the hardest ones to admit. Mm -hmm. Like those are the hardest ones to come to terms with if we don't want to make like, because that I would think would require a major change. It's not just an internal like shift that you're making. You're making a major change to the people or the places around you and that requires more work which we know is obviously more difficult so it's it's but I do think that that is a factor when you're trying to build a habit is really considering your environment when you've even before you've tried everything but maybe you're looking at it from the jump like you're considering everything that's happening and and environment is one of those things that falls in that lineup so um Finally, one big thing that I think about is the consistency slash one step at a time mentality. We talked about this today, mm-hmm. but like taking out a big honking thing can scare us away from any progress, but like the consistent small steps and thinking of it as literally one small thing at a time, one day at a time, one move at a time, one thing at a time, it breaks it down to a manageable thing. And maybe you don't see the end result. But you start to feel it after those steps start to add up.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, if you think about like changing your routine to get up for the gym, Mm -hmm. as an example, maybe it's just starting with setting your alarm twenty minutes earlier, Mm -hmm. ten minutes earlier, just to like get your body up, up earlier. (laughs) That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Shifting back just a smidge. Yeah, and then from there you're like, okay, now I'm comfortable waking up at this earlier time frame. Now let me get up. Mm-hmm. So like, break it down into incremental steps of like, instead of just being like, go to the gym at 6 a.m. every day, right? Cause, like that's daunting. How how do you do that? Right. So and true. Write, write the steps down because then that'll make it easier for you to like adjust your current routine so that you can fit these pieces of things. And be realistic about where they fit in.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. I like that way of thinking. Because I think it is. We always just say, like, we want to start doing a thing, Mm -hmm. but we don't break it down. So how do we know what the how is? Exactly to your point. I like that. Because even I like going to the gym in the morning, and it's still really hard for me to get there a lot of the time. But I like that it's out of the way more so than I actually like going to the gym at 6 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what is my actual goal? And how do I maybe change things? Now I'm going down a path. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm doing some reconfiguring. I just know I will hands down not go at 5 p.m. Same. Or 6 p.m. Same. Will not. And that sometimes is just motivation enough. Yeah. Like, that's just what it is. And I'm not a a midday gym person. I don't have the capacity to do it. So I'm like, okay, so that option is off the table for me at this point in my life. So it's got to be the morning Mm -hmm. or it's not at all. Um, just on that note, there was one other resource that I found that I really enjoyed. It was a Medium article um, by Decara Green Rodriguez Esquire. Mm. And it was called Incrementalism and the Power of the Small Step. Perfect. <laughs> but I liked that incrementalism word. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a thing that I'm excited about. And actually, I found this article, the Medium article, in I think it was a newsletter from people geeks which is a culture amp mm, mm-hmm. newsletter. I'm almost positive that's where I got it. Um so I still really like that newsletter, but I thought it just was perfectly timely um and obviously similar mentality there, but I I thought it was really good. It came at it from a different angle than what the MPR episode did, um but just equally as gratifying. Cuz
1: again, I think it's helpful to say like this was awesome Mm -hmm. what's the next step right how do i make this real in my life and be realistic right and you might need to like shift and figure out and do a little extra research to figure out how to actually shake things up for yourself
0: right yeah exactly and i just think about that friction thing over and over and over again it that game changer yeah seriously can't even form sentences so good (laughs) just yes all the yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> well let us know if you listen to the episode uh well the npr episode I, we are listening to this episode now
0: <laughs> you can listen to npr after listen those.
1: back yeah. to the npr episode what are the habits you're trying to form how is it working for you we want to cheer you on
0: we do we sure do shall we break let's break